0: is What it does, man. It's your main with Jason Graham back with season three, episode one of the Unacceptable Behavior Podcast. Amen. Hey man, quite frankly, we're at a place and time that I did not feel as though we were gonna ever get to. But what I have learned and recording these prior two seasons, life is gonna life. You know what I'm saying? Things are gonna happen how they happen. Therefore, I'm taking a new view, a new perspective, man. We're just going to rock and roll with this with this podcast for as long and hopefully just more consistent, but as long as things continue to float through my brain that I feel needs to be spoken on that could benefit someone, bare minimum, to start a conversation or conversations that we need to have. So we jump right into it with this one, man. On this episode, we're going to do something different. We're going to start this off different. I'm dedicating episode one of this season to a certain group of individuals. I'm dedicating this episode to those individuals who, because of prior negative dealings, negative relationships, negative instances, have gotten to a place in their life where they're contemplating circling the block. People from their past. Looking at those individuals who may have A solid, a decent to solid number of positives and pluses, but who may have one, two, three or many red flags that when we think logically, we have no business whatsoever dealing with this individual on any plane at any level. Right. I'm dedicating this episode to those individuals who. For whatever rhyme or reason are at a point in their life where they are so tired of being alone That they feel as though they should just reach grasp and or accept Anything that comes their way That looks just slightly positive Just just like the slightest bit of potential In this present day because the dating games trash right? On today's episode, we're talking about divorce, man. We are talking about divorce, but not in the nuts and bolts sense, man. This is a perspective podcast you know, on a behavior. I'm not giving you no data. I'm not giving you any rates of divorce in the current day versus back in the day. I'm not giving you reasons for divorce. We're not talking about that. I put the call out. To a couple of individuals, a few individuals of whom I know have gone through divorce And we're having a fucking conversation Right? Because if there's one thing I feel that's missing from the dating game From the male and female dynamic that exists in the present day None of us are fucking talking This podcast is about perspective and fostering conversation So we're just talking I talked to these three individuals. I had a list of interview questions that I had. I asked those questions in real time. They answered those questions as candidly as humanly possible. And hopefully by the time we get to the end of this episode, which I'm going to tell you up front, got a little length on it because it was a conversation. Hopefully we we at least changed the mind of one individual, hopefully a few more of those that's just ready to settle just for the sake of Not being alone, man. That's not what we're doing. You deserve better. So let's get ready to claim better, man. We're talking divorce here on Unself Behavior, man. Season 3, Episode 1. Let's go.
1: what you think about it just keep it real give it straight ain't no strings around it give me your takes no fakes don't block your blessing misunderstanding your mate you got a meal in front of you so come and get your plate listen all i need is your perspective that's all that i want communication to save you don't put it on the front just acknowledge your mistakes think about it i wait of course i'll be accountable for the part that i play hearing everybody's voice only think it's the plot come to
0: the table ready whether you're single or not Let's get right to it I got three conversations A list of ten questions And we're going to roll into these interviews, these discussions One after the other After the other we we'll to come right back after that Tied up in a real nice bow, hopefully And that'll be that So, without further ado, let's get started Right here, I'm going to accept the behavior Ladies and gents. we're going to jump right into this segment Not a whole lot of gum bumping at the time I just want to get right to introducing my my first, the first of two, maybe three, we'll see, uh, individuals who are helping me out with this episode. Give me some content that's real, live, and they live in color, man. Uh, Without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show, for the very first time, uh, the homie BB, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, ma'am. How are you? How are you. Not too bad, not too bad. I want to say thank you first off for giving me the opportunity to uh speak with you on this on my podcast about this this uh this matter. I think it's gonna be a good conversation. So oh I'm ready. I, look, I, I got a couple questions for you. Answer them as honestly as you feel, and we're gonna jump right into it. I think it's gonna be a good one. So without further ado, the first question I have for you is where did you meet? Your former spouse. <laughs>
1: uh, we met at a bar,
2: kind of nightclub thing, Howard Homecoming weekend. Okay, okay. Neither of us are Howard grads, but you, I mean, if you've ever been to a Howard Homecoming, you know, you need a little bit of everybody. So Listen. It was, it was very live that weekend.
0: Even people who've never been to college before, you know, down here's what <laughs> <laughs> we Plenty of them.
2: Right,
0: yeah. absolutely. Okay. Uh, the second question is how long did you date? And it could be a rough approximation. How long did you date before getting married?
2: Oh, like not long. Well, we, we got married like four years, but we also had a baby <laughs> in okay. that period. Like, okay. um, you know, things didn't necessarily go like textbook in order. But it was, I mean, it felt like the right situation. Right. So, yes, we, we had a baby um, pretty pretty new into our dating process. And then, you know, things continued to grow to the point where we thought we were ready for marriage. And then it just kind of all happened within, like, four years.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, next one. How long were you married before divorcing?
2: Oh, Lordy
0: these numbers Um, we can do rough rough numbers to give me that's fine
2: (laughs) we got to seven years
0: seven years okay
2: yeah
0: I've heard this thing about uh the seventh year being some type of benchmark year at least I've heard that from one or two people I'm not sure how true that is but yeah the seven
2: year itch I think they call it yeah (laughs) I'm
0: gonna have to do some digging
2: that's that's fair i think i qualify for that that case study for sure
0: you, you got your pen <laughs> <laughs> right okay so you said that you, there was a kid um that kind of led into the marriage do you have any other children with this with your uh former mate
2: yes i have two children both by my ex-husband uh the other one obviously continued in our marriage but that, that's it two children
0: Okay. And this next one, before we go to our little pivot of the questionnaire, if you will, is, was there ever any thought given to staying together because of the children?
2: No, not for me. Uh, I know a lot of people take that route, mm-hmm. but the person I was becoming did not allow me to be my best self as as a parent, as mm. a mom, and I, I was convinced early on that the only way I could survive and be good—at least good for my children—was right. to, was
0: to be on my own. Mm. Okay, you might have jumped the gun a little bit with that answer, so I appreciate it. it. Looks like I'm going in the right direction. This is good. This is good. <laughs> All right, so here, here's the pivot. The pivot, pretty much, these questions kind of are, are, are going towards um, the after the after effect of, of the divorce. So now we're looking closer okay. to who you are now, who you've become, and that sort. Uh, the okay. first question is, what have you learned since, it's a two-parter, what have you learned since being divorced about yourself? Uh,
2: you know, that, that's a ever-evolving, well, I guess the answer is I'm learning that I'm still evolving mm. uh, from my divorce. Um, I think immediately The the first few years actually I put a lot of it on myself I didn't think I was marriage material I Mm. took a lot of the blame um, And just kind of Dismissed it as I sucked at marriage Right And You know it's been God it's been like seven years Well it's two sevens Look at that (laughs) Um, You know so married for about seven years And I think I've been divorced for about seven years Okay you know, it's taken me this long to see that, yeah, I, I definitely had some bad habits, but I'm not a bad person. And I wasn't necessarily a bad person in my marriage. You really? know, I, I'm capable of love. I, I deserve love. You know, I deserve the partnership, the companionship, you know, whatever you want to call it. But so I'm, I'm, I'm not as hard on myself or marriage per se as, as I was in the beginning. And it's taken that long to really kind of see that, you know, it wasn't the right marriage, okay. but I, I'm not a bad person. Like, you know, I, right. I like I said, I, I, I've i carried the weight of it for a long time. Mm. And, you know, it's just taken that long to to see that I'm a little better than I thought I was. For
0: sure. <laughs> right. Okay. So some, the second part of that question, you kind of answered that was it was basically... Do you feel as though you have changed? It sounds like you absolutely have since becoming a single person.
2: I have changed. Um, I, I know that I'm, like I said, I know that I'm a good person and am worthy and deserving and all of that, but my perspective about the institution of marriage is definitely changing. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, and I, I don't want to jump the gun on your question, but I think also at this point, most of my friends have gotten divorced as well, you okay. know? Okay, okay. And I think it just became like, were, were we all bad people? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: right. You, know, you, look, you gotta ask yourself wrong? those
3: questions. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And, I, you know, I have I have great friends. I definitely have friends that should have made better choices, mm-hmm. as we all have or, you know, needed to do at some point. Yeah. But I think my perspective is more so on is marriage even necessary? Like mm. I can love someone, somebody can love me, and we can do that forever. Right. <laughs> but you know, the whatever whatever marriage takes two people, it just I just don't. I, I, that's that's kind of what I grapple with in, in, in my takeaway about whether I would do it again. I don't need marriage, okay. you know. Okay. To, to to fill for fill. So, I guess my evolution or my my thought process is, is included myself, but then also just looking at me ma- the institution of marriage just on its face. Like what does it mean? Right. Who's better for it? Who's worse for it? You know.
0: Do okay. I need it? <laughs> okay. No, I, I love I love that answer. So, uh I'm a, I'm going to add a question that's not here. So, do you okay. feel like, uh, prior to your marriage, that you were one of those individuals who, need felt the need to be married, at some point in your life? That is.
2: No, I didn't feel, feel the need to be married. Okay, but I felt like I wanted to be married. Okay, you know, I come from my parents were married. You know, grandparents married. Right. So I I I come from that. Yeah. And always thought okay this is cool but it wasn't like oh i gotta get married or you know it wasn't something i felt like i needed right but um you know it's like
0: okay cool i'm gonna get married okay okay <laughs> Let's do it. got it okay i'm with that okay uh next question are you dating currently Yeah, we get getting to it now are you dating currently and if so how has that been
2: I am dating, and surprisingly, it's it's been hard mm. um, cause I, my lead-in when I meet a guy is like I'm, I'm not interested in having no children. Okay. And I'm not interested in being married. Mm. Like, I mean, kids are off the table completely. Like, right. I'm, I'm at the age where I just don't want to start all over, and you know, biology is about to dictate that <laughs> pretty soon. Like. <laughs> It won't even be an option. For sure. <laughs> but, I, you know, I would consider marriage. It's just not something I'm necessarily looking for. Okay. And, you know, I'm like, that should be pretty easy. Like You I would
0: just think. You would think.
2: Have Yeah, I just want to go on vacation and have really good sex.
0: Hey, listen, I'm here you know? for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Why are we complicating things? All these formalities. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. But I'm, I'm, like, meeting men who want to be married, or, wow. you know, it's like, come on, y'all, we didn't know, like, you did need that, like, <laughs> I'm all about the companionship, but, and, you know, in dating and monogamy, like, whatever that leads to, but I'm just, you know, marriage just isn't really, like, I don't, I don't care about that as much as, you know, I would have if I was in my twenties or or what have you. So right. it's made for some very interesting conversations, and mm. like I feel like I just need to find a dating app that's like only divorced men with like somewhat grown children, because then <laughs> you know, like it takes care of a couple of conversations. Of yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they understand my perspective more so than a man who hasn't had children before or hasn't mm. been married before. Um,
0: who still might have that on their radar. So <laughs> it's, it's been interesting navigating that. I'm sure. So that, that that your answer actually fed right into my next question about would you ever consider getting married again? So it sounds like, I don't want to say that you're a hard definite because I don't think you are a hard, I would never do this again, however, comma at least right now, it sounds like you're like, man, I'm just not on it at this present point. Is that fair?
2: That's me for sure. Yeah, had you asked me a couple years ago, it would would have been a hard no. But now I'm just like, "Mm, I I consider it.
0: Like, let's just enjoy each other and then let's just see what happens. Let's don't put any plans on it right now, though.
2: Exactly. Okay. Let's get some some passports first.
0: Right. (laughs) Let's let's just be. I got it. Yeah. I can respect it. Okay. Uh, The next one is, knowing what you know now, about the woman you are versus the woman that you were what advice would you give to your younger pre-married self
2: oh
0: yeah <laughs> i did that didn't oh my I? goodness
2: yeah <laughs> i wasn't ready and you know? i'm sitting down but i feel like i need to yeah. sit
0: down
2: oh. <sighs> just you know i think so women especially always talk about having like the gut feeling or that intuition Mm -hmm. and i've learned how to tap into mine and i I don't think i had it when i was in my 20s okay and or if i did i didn't know how to tap into it and i just there's certain things about my marriage or about you know dating that i would have picked up on had i really been keyed into my intuition Mm, and you know, I think as a young person, and maybe, and maybe that's a skill that we develop, but I mean, some people just have it, you know. But I would say, hey, trust your gut, you know, tap into that intuition, be, sh- you know, be more sure footed in what you want for yourself mm-hmm. and what you want for a partner. You know, and I'm not one of those types of people who writes down, oh, I want a partner who's this. Right. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> right. I don't have that list. Right, right. <laughs> like, like a lot of people tend to do, but maybe an exercise like that would have been helpful to, my, okay. to, to myself in particular, but you know, to just young women in, in general, um, just to kind of use that as a guide. And it's okay to scratch stuff off the list and add other things, but you know, to have kind of a, a guide, you know, we talk about, you know, we only, we have plans for our careers or, you know, and things like that but I, I think we also need to be a little more um like i said a little more short-footed and in, in our dating especially if it's going to lead to something permanent like a marriage like a kid right. that isn't so easily you know undone
0: okay yeah a word a word, so, a yeah, word that yes, young
2: girls trust your guts
0: absolutely a, a word that i find myself uh using a lot lately with a bunch of different topics and conversations like in real life podcast wherever is being more deliberate
2: Yeah in
0: absolutely. all your actions okay yeah okay so so younger bb man if we had a time machine listen we might not be having this conversation cuz the advice <laughs> is listen to yourself listen to what you know listen to that that voice this Whispering in your ear.
2: Yeah, okay. I think so, and it's okay. I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of people were people pleasers, or you know, don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, you know, we're talking about marriage. We're talking about children. Right. I mean, if you can't raise your hand and say, "Hey, wait a minute," right, <laughs> so hit that pause button. You know, you you got to be kind of step out there and do it. And if you hurt, you know, if you hurt somebody's feelings, so what? Yeah, you just you know they just gonna have to be a hurt piece until (laughs) you know until you you find your rhythm. It is okay to say
0: no. Say that again. That is a bar. Oh my god. Okay. Well, listen, man. This has been a great conversation, as expected. I have one more. Okay. And I'm gonna thank you in advance for uh, giving me your time on this fine afternoon of which case we are ducking and dodging the heat.
2: Yeah. Final question.
0: Where I am. <laughs> this <laughs> is a this is an interesting one. I'm not sure if you follow along but we'll see. With social media, the rise of podcasts and more more specifically men giving their advice to men on how to deal with women. I'm not sure how much, you know, social media you be getting in, but it's a bunch of podcasts, a lot of dudes just You know kind of some of them talking real reckless some of them giving advice to women on how to you know attract men some them more so giving advice to men on how to deal with women um how do you feel that impacts you and other women who are looking for partners or companionship oh
2: um okay so i i'm kind of slow to get into the podcast game okay and honestly, the ones I listen to are nerdy, like history podcasts.
0: <laughs> Go crazy! I see you. So, Go crazy! <laughs> I love it.
2: So yeah, this, this isn't my lane, but I know of these things and these, these characters right. who exist in this space and say all types of craziness. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think. I have a problem with podcasts in general because I think it just, it gives everybody the opportunity to feel like <laughs> their
0: Their <like>, voice matters?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like no, I feel you. Matters. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, if, if you got the record button, then all of a sudden you're important. And oh. it's like that. That's not necessarily how it works.
0: It's like the advancement and of social media. The social media is the same way. Everybody thinks that there's somebody. Yes. <laughs> yeah
2: exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and uh, it's probably a generational thing or maybe it's just again like my inner nerd coming out and really not having time for for that type of thing but um and then also i want to say it's toxic but also the word toxic it's it's just overused (laughs)
0: absolutely it
2: absolutely
0: (laughs) is it is
2: i got a whole list of words like narcissism and toxicity and all the shit
3: that you hear people
2: say all the time I'm like oh my god please get off it right but I, I do think it's a little toxic and you know if you like if if you click on the internet enough time yeah you're gonna believe that you know the holocaust never happened or <laughs> dinosaurs didn't walk the earth so if you listen to enough podcasts or, you know, click around to find the podcast that tells you that your shitty behavior is appropriate, so you should keep on doing it, then, then you're not going to change. You know, so everybody's out here, everybody is out here giving advice. They're not trained, you know, psychologists or they're just, <laughs> they're just running their mouths. And that's just, I, yeah, I think it's problematic and uh, I don't subscribe to any of it okay Um, you know until you find somebody that you know i I was just at this conference and um, the point that somebody was making was you know you you ask somebody to critique you or you know you're doing a speech and you ask somebody how you did and they are like oh you did fine you know (laughs) and it's like it's not it's not really a critical examination of what you just did, you know, because your your friend or your colleague is just trying to placate you, you know, they're not trying to give you sound advice as to like what you could or could not do better. All so right. again, like if you're just clicking around until you find somebody to validate your shit, then are you ever going to do anything better or different?
0: No. She's preaching. <laughs> She's preaching. <laughs> Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
2: So I was really like this is a long-winded response. No,
0: absolutely. Like, I need I want it all. Please, please, keep going.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I just, you know, I don't subscribe to it. I wish there was less of it in the world. And, you know, you, if, if we're ever lucky enough to have one or two friends in life that would ever, like, check us on our shit, we don't, yeah. need, we don't need four million podcasts, you know the steve harvey's of the world or you know kevin uh the that asked not too long ago you know we don't need four million of them telling us that our shit doesn't stink or whatever you know whatever the case so um yeah that that's my
0: soapbox (laughs) (laughs) no i appreciate that's exactly what i was hoping for i want i wanted your perspective so that that was a great answer for what i was looking for
3: thank you (laughs)
0: So look, that 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 absolutely was my final question. So with that, once again, I will thank you for your for taking time with me to bring this information to the podcast listeners on my end. Just to let you know, my podcast isn't like those other podcasts, so it's a little different. You know. Okay, I know you, and I
2: know you ain't <laughs> stupid, and out here, not out here encouraging people to just be stupid. So. Right. I, you know, I, I trust it. I trust your process. Absolutely. I appreciate the
0: opportunity to, to gap about my, <laughs> my little personal life. For sure, man. For sure. Look, you you enjoy the rest of your day, you and uh, the too. rest of your time. And uh, thanks again. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. With the latest and greatest, hopefully, guest I have for this episode of Unacceptable Behavior Podcast, I would like to thank my good brother for uh, helping me out with this one today. So far, I've had some really good conversation on this topic. I think this, I'm going to throw a little pressure on him. I think this is going to be just as good, if not better, than what I've had so far. No pressure, but pressure at the same time. So look, without further ado, I want to really briefly introduce Homie, the form, the the artist formerly known as David to the Unacceptable Behavior podcast. Welcome to the show, my good man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. No pressure at all. I see, it's all good. All right, listen. Well, we'll, we talked real quick offline about the topic and what we're gonna do. I got 10 questions I gotta ask you, they're divvied up into two different segments. I got a top in the first half and the second half. The second half, you'll know because I thought there was a pivot in there, and the questions will take a totally different. Type of angle, type of tenor to this conversation But as usual, like, I, like our normal conversations go Speak as frankly and as candidly as humanly possible Say whatever you want to say Get it off your chest, my boy I want you to be real and frank and truthful with these people Because I'm trying to help some folks out, man So with that said, if you're ready I'm going to jump to these questions
4: I'm about as ready as I can be <laughs>
0: yeah, Alright, let's go, man So the first question I have for you is Where did you meet your former spouse? Oh, shit. Yes, sir. Let's go. We're here. We're here. Uh, Well, we were, uh, we actually met working out at the gym. Mm, We like it. Okay. That's that's good right there. Let's start to the second one. Uh, How long did you date before getting married?
4: Um, That one was actually It's kind of weird You know people put in time And everything but it felt so right We were together for about uh, Eight or nine months
0: Okay uh, Next one How long were you married Before divorcing Just under three years mm, Okay uh, For those listening at home Do you have kids no kids. And was there... Uh, this question really doesn't apply, but we'll see if we can kind of massage it a little bit. Was there ever any thought given to... it? Let's say if, hypothetically speaking, if there were kids involved, would there? do you think there'd be any thought given to staying together because of said children? On well, my part, yes, because I wouldn't want the child to have to... You know, kids today go through enough drama in life, so
4: now you adding something to them is like you force them to grow up the they faster than they need to. Mm, okay. Because you know, nowadays, you know, some of the stuff that we went through, we went through a lot of things, but we still had some of a close unit. We still mm-hmm. had parents there; parents stayed together for everything. They didn't force us to grow up too fast, unless of course it was you know the normal thing. Pay attention where you come across the street, pay attention to any police officer. that might be one after, you know, respect everybody. But a lot of times in this current age, we forcing kids to grow up, and they only like two or three years old. Mm, I and so that. That's a fact. I would have done my best to, if there was a child involved, to stay there. And that would have been including some form of counseling. It would have been anything that would have tried to help keep the unit
0: together. Okay, so like a like a basically like an added layer of motivation to kind of work things out. Yes, sir. Fair. I respect it. All right. So that's the That was it. man. That was real quick and easy for the first half. Now we're going to the pivot point for the second half of the conversation. Um, First question here I have is, what have you learned since being divorced? It's a two part question. So we start with the beginning. What have you learned since being divorced? Basically about yourself, about relationships in general. Whatever you think you get, whatever comes to mind when you hear that question.
4: I've learned that as much as I could. Well, I put it like this: a lot of times I'll give advice
3: to friends and tell them they need to communicate more. But I found that I wasn't listening to my own advice mm. because sometimes I I like to joke
4: around saying I'm a introverted extrovert. <laughs> I know I pull an extroverted mask, but at the same time. I have introverted, you know, core tendencies. Okay. And sometimes that can hurt you if you don't communicate well with your spouse. Got it. That's sometimes real. Sometimes it can make you kind of hard headed too, because in the back of your mind, well, you're not talking to me, I'm not talking to you. But then the problem with that comes in, as much as people want to think cliche stuff you see on TV doesn't happen. If your spouse isn't talking to you,
0: damn it, they're talking to somebody else. Ooh, Ooh. wait a
4: minute.
0: (laughs) That's a bar right there. Okay, that's real. If you're not listening and talking
4: to your spouse, you can joke around saying she's talking to her friends. But uh, we all know the whole thing. Sometimes that friend might not be a woman. Mm, Yeah. And then sometimes we joke around. Yeah, I got that work husband. That work husband really is trying to take your spot because communication is not there she might feel more comfortable talking to them and you're not opening up or you're just not listening so i think i learned more so just to talk
0: How about that as wild it's just as simple as that i'm i'm definitely guilty of the same thing on occasion so i definitely get that uh second part of that question is do you feel as though you have changed during this time as a single person. So basically knowing what you know now.
4: Yes, I've changed because I don't keep my mouth shut as much as I used to. And I don't just go along with the flow of trying to make sure that that person is always happy and they just like everything I do. Mm. Because, you know, we do the certain amount of trying to impress a person. We try to go with what they like. We try to stay open to everything. But we don't tell them outright sometimes, I don't like that. I know you like it, but I don't like that. Or we don't, we're not open and free because we're in that feeling-out period, but in that feeling-out period, if we didn't express ourselves as genuinely as we should have, then you're going into a marriage and that thinking you're one way and then they get all surprised when you're something else. Mm. And you're like, no, I was always like that. No, you weren't. You were playing to that person so they'll like you more, but you weren't being you.
0: Whew. Hey, bro! You pray, you kind of preaching right now? I ain't gonna hold you. I see you getting ready for Sunday over there, but listen, yeah. that, that's a word right there for real. Because
4: you know we do it all the time. We want the person. We want the person. First we want the person to like us, so give us give us the number at least. Give us that date. You know, sooner going down the line. You know, give us that good. For sure. You know what I mean when I say give us that good. For sure. <laughs> you know. And then if it goes beyond just getting that physical, then you get that, you know, emotional. You get that attachment. You get that marriage. But the problem is, if you never showed who you really were during all that time, they're thinking you one way, and then they're going to be like, you changed up on me. And then the argument starts like, I never, I'm the same person. You no, know, you fucked up. You changed mm-hmm. because you, you went from being the person she wanted. You know, and you didn't show her all of you.
0: So mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where you got to show the person. More than just
4: What'll
0: Pull them in For sure Yeah I ain't saying you can do it all at once Right Don't do it all at once Right You know Okay Yeah 100% I agree with that 100% Especially with the the Showing them who you are Maybe not The full The full Monty If you will Not at the very beginning But you know It's a gradual type of Unveiling If you will
4: Right, because I've seen it before, Everybody, like, they, they changed up and then we know the person, like, oh, they, that's pretty much where they've always been, but we don't know what's going on in your relationship, so we don't know what they showed you behind the door curtain in your relationship, we just know the person from <laughs> the, you know, crib, mm-hmm. we, we know what they are, we, they, to us, they didn't change, but to you, they changed because they just wanted to get you to like them. That's it. <laughs> so, okay. Getting to no phase, they didn't fully let you in, and Sometimes that's a fuck up. Other times, some people get over it and they realize, okay, I just got to learn more facets, facets of you. But sometimes when that happens, some people don't want to go back and learn that. They like what you presented,
0: they don't want you to change. <coughs> hey, <coughs> I ain't even going to say that because, man, yeah, all of that. All of that. People, go, It's like people fall, have, now I won't say everybody, but some folks, they, they fall in love with the idea of who you are based on who you present. Which is right. why you kind of got to be careful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Next question. We about to get personal now. We're getting into it, man. We're <laughs> digging into the weeds now. You know what I'm saying? The Next question, man. Are you currently dating? And if so, how has that been? I am. And it's
4: been... Uh, yeah, it was. It's like I told you. It's one of those things where I'm trying to do better at the communication aspect of things and get used to the fact that when I'm communicating, that person might not be feeling. Mm. And then it's like, well, I'm sorry, you're not feeling it all the way, but I can't present a lie to you. And so, what I found out is, uh, yeah, they might not
0: like it, but they accept and actually appreciate that you're being honest. Okay. Because I was, I was about to jump in there and when you said that they might not be feeling what exa- when you say that exactly what do you mean Go going a little deeper in that when you say they might not be feeling what you're i guess sharing because you know it, it goes back to what we talked about where you're you're giving them what they want or you're trying to give them something that they're attracted to but then if you
4: you're sharing just that aspect to get the attraction but you got to share more of who you are mm-hmm. and so it might be interrupted and well I'm attracted to this but then he just has that little bit of something else I'm not really fully feeling Mm, okay. But I like what he started off with, but it's just that extra bit. But then they realize, yeah, but at the same time, that little bit I don't like isn't outweighed from what I do like. You know what right. I mean? So it's like I'm still showing you what you like, but I'm showing you I do have this behind me, so it's still some, you know, excess stuff there. Mm-hmm. I'm not always going to be 100% fucking Prince Charming. <laughs> I know how to charm you I know how to do the romance I know how to write the poems I know how to take you out to dinner I know how to do all the stuff That you will love Right. But at the same time I do have this tendency I might put my foot in my mouth Or I might do something wrong I might rub you the wrong way It's going to happen I'm
3: yeah.
0: not perfect. At the end of the day I'm human hmm? uh, At the end of the day I'm human Exactly And sometimes when you're trying to get that woman in that
4: relationship, you tend to put out Superman, not realizing, motherfucker, you just Clark Kent.
0: Mm, come on. Come on, <laughs> preacher. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you're
4: you trying to put on a damn cape that don't fit you. No. Put oh, you ain't go
0: crazy. <laughs> like, put, the on, put your suit on and just show them who you are. I mean,
4: and I think I'm gotten to the point now where I'm trying to show you I can play both roles. Right you know if you can't accept that i'm not always gonna be superman 100 you know 110 percent of the time yeah. then that's cool we can just stay on friends but i found that if i'm just that open and honest and they realize that it's not going to be 100
0: you know and 10 percent perfect it's been fine okay so let me let me throw let me throw a quick little audible in there because you just said something that kind of sparked another question um well you say that you let's let's go back to the the mindset that you kind of bring to the table when you're kind of in that introductory getting to know you type phase that uh, that 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 fish and lure and real phase if you will right so would you say that the 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 version of you that you're presenting is that person not you at all or is it kind of like you are going above and beyond to present maybe the best version of yourself you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure if that was confusing or right not. Let me know if it was. No, it wasn't. I'm trying to get an answer for you. That's not going to be too confusing. But somebody like me, you're coming off of divorce. Mm-hmm. So in your mind, before you, you
4: know, that, that divorce, you thought you gave that good version of you. Mm-hmm. And then you realize there wasn't a good version, but that it takes a while for you to come to grips with the fact that wasn't the best version of you for that person.
0: Hmm, okay. Okay. And so what you presented to that person might be the best version to somebody else, but at the same time, you still have to learn from your mistakes, and we always changing, we always learning.
4: Right. So, um, when you're first trying to get that hook and lure thing, you still have to be you, but mm-hmm. it's like we talked about before, you can't delve out all of your personality all at once, you're trying to get them, you know, nibble a little bit. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. You're trying to pull it in. So, I mean, it's not the best version because, honestly, I think after divorce, I don't know what my best version is. My best Mm -hmm. version most likely will be whatever might grow in that next relationship with that person. Okay. Because I'm still wholeheartedly believe sometimes you get in a relationship with somebody, they will lift you up and sometimes in certain instances make you better. I think they absolutely should. Yeah, no question. And so you might get with somebody that you've been trying to hook and pull on that line and then realize they come to the table with something that you didn't realize you needed. Facts. Okay. So my best version of me might not fully be presented because they might be the missing piece to it. I don't know. We'll know until we get to know each other and talk some more. Hmm.
0: Okay. Respect it. All right. Um, next question. Kinda of along the similar vein of the of the of the prior one. Would you ever consider getting married again? Oh, definitely.
4: Okay. It hasn't soured me to marriage. I mean, I would say initially when you first I don't know, everybody's different. I know for me, for the first um couple of months, almost to a year, I was just thinking to myself, Maybe I'm not that material or I just couldn't get it to work. Okay. But at the same time i'm also a stubborn type of fool that just doesn't like to give up (laughs) so yeah i'd have no problem doing it again it's just that when i do that again i have to make sure that i uh like i said communicate better be a better version of myself but at the same time don't uh that's a good word Uh, don't settle and don't compromise just because you want to win at something. Because sometimes people are like, I can I can do good at this, I can do good at this, but at the same time, are you doing good or are you just trying to win because you want to say you did something right?
0: Hmm. Okay. So not not compromise for compromise's sake, but where it makes sense. Right. But making sure at the same time not to lose lose yourself within that, that compromise. Yeah, because
4: I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but I know seen people that married and my god they in front of everybody they present the best picture but behind closed doors they suck
0: welcome to social media (laughs) absolutely you're 100% right I don't even want to go to that social media thing but yeah we we see it all the time and that's the thing that I've communicated sometimes with people I'm dating like I get you love social media I get you love it to death but I'm not that
4: person who put my entire relationship out on social media same yeah because if we have an argument, I don't want to have an argument with 15 other people. Whew. Yeah. Say that. And if we have a picture out there, I don't want to have to go through social media now and scrub my entire thing. If we have an argument or we got together anymore. Now right. I got none. Nah, I don't. Nah. what's me and you. It's me and you.
0: Indeed. <laughs> cool. Okay. Home stretch, man. We got two questions. You, you're doing outstanding so far, my boy. Then you just put it out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so this this next one we got um this one this one is it's, it's got it's got a little a couple layers to it. Uh knowing what you know now uh about the man that you are versus the one that you were, what advice would you give to your younger pre-married self? You've kind of touched on it a little bit, some of the other answers, but I want to see if there's anything else you want to throw back in there or reiterate. So, you know, know what you know now. If, you, if there was a time machine, shout out to Hot Tub Time Machine and all that jazz, if you could take it back. What would you tell yourself?
4: One, I reiterate the communication scenario. But two, and I'm hoping I'm not going to piss off anybody with
0: this. Let's go. Two, piss them off. Is tell yourself that if at any point in time, doubt ever cleared, came into your mind, mm. even if it was for a split second, I'm not saying run, but I'm saying don't dismiss it. Mm. Okay. Because if doubt enters
4: your mind, then you probably weren't ready to say I do just yet. Okay. Not to say that person isn't who you wanted to marry. Right. If I married, and I wanted to marry. It just mm-hmm. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But if the doubt is there, don't rush down the aisle if you hand in hand with the communication. Talk with that person, but don't talk to the point that you got them thinking, "Oh, now you don't want to marry me." No, I'm just not sure we should do it
0: right now. Right. Okay. Okay. So when you so when you say doubt, you mean like leading up to the I actual? To. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. that's
4: part of the thing. Because sometimes, yeah, they give you marriage counseling going into it, but at the same time, I don't know about you, but sometimes marriage counseling, even with that, if it's not done right. Mm-hmm. It's just So they're just feeling you out To see if you're cool Before they let you get married In their church Oh yeah It was not really that deep In some places In some places It might be deep But at the same time If you're smart enough You know how to answer the questions So the reverend Give you a pass Right, right. I'm talking about Being real with yourself mm-hmm. If you had something like that And you had to communicate it In a way that it's not Going to make the person think Oh he's trying to run Or for some people She's trying to run I don't know how you want to orient yourself but <laughs> Right For sure You know It's one of those things where it's just, it goes back to communication. If there's a doubt that you want to do this right now, speak your mind, but don't speak it to the point that you want to end a relationship. You're just speaking like, just give me a little bit more time to get right. Right. Because if you say I do and you're not right, that's going to lead to a whole lot of drama you don't want. Yeah. And Hmm. then won't even let that come up after you said I do because as soon as you say i had a doubt after you said i do well fuck you just started a whole avalanche arguments at that point
0: <laughs> indeed <laughs> so, indeed it's just but yeah i would
4: say listen to yourself communicate if you have a doubt communicate that but not in a way that's going to piss off the other person because at that time that's who you wanted to be married to so i'm not going to sit here and say run Right. I know that comedy angle is where everybody says, if I go back in time, I say, don't do it. (laughs) For for sure. You're doing that out of spite. Yeah. At some point, you wanted to marry that person. So before you say you go back in time and say, don't do it, please be real with yourself. Yeah. You just wanted to correct something. No one starts off a marriage thinking, I want to get divorced. No. So it's one of those things where at some point, Unless you really just never loved the person and you had some other reason to get married and that's some Hallmark, Tyler Perry type bullshit movie there.
3: (laughs) You got married to that person at some point because you wanted that person. Yeah, for a reason. Or reasons, yeah. So when someone says, I had to stop myself, like, okay, you're doing this for (laughs) social
4: media or you're just doing this to, to laugh at your boys. You wanted that person. You might not want them anymore now. Right, then you wanted that person if the divorce didn't happen and you were happy to say I do back then, you'd probably still be happy now if it worked out. Right now, you're just a little bit spiteful, might be in your feelings. Yeah, well, knows I've been there, I've been in my feelings. We all have sometimes it comes back, sometimes it doesn't. We human, but yeah, I would just say try to do better. And if it still ends up in divorce, you gave it your best shot. 1000%
0: 1000% respect that Okay Listen man we ran through them We on the last question we are here I want to say uh, give yourself a round of applause You've done an outstanding job so far <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> But if you want to
4: add applause to it I, I'll
0: give you that <laughs> Listen we are on the last question The final question This is going to be a little interesting only because Well let's just say you'll understand when you hear but I think you'll be able to navigate it, And, and uh, you know Give me the best possible answer you got. So uh, with social media being the way it is currently when it comes to uh, relationships and advice for women and men, at least from what I've seen, there's far more men uh, who are giving advice, air quotes are being used for how a woman should move to be able to attract a man. It's not as many podcasts that I've seen. Whether it's are just women saying men need to do this in order to, you know, kind of rectify the issues that were having with former relationships. So the question is, with that pretense, with social media, the rise of podcasts, and men giving their advice to men on how to deal with women, how do you feel that that impacts you when it comes to women's Looking to be involved with men in a relationship So in the present day, there's a lot of guys telling women that they're they're trash, they're masculine They're overly aggressive, they don't, they're non-traditional Pretty much calling out all the quote-unquote flaws in women Instead of talking about the accountability of men My question to you, let's clean this up The way that podcasts and men in podcasts are operating Do you feel that it is kind of souring the pool of women who are potential eligibles to be the next artist formerly known as Mrs. David? I feel like
4: you're trying to get me in
0: trouble. Not at all. Not at all.
4: <laughs> no, actually, my, my mindset on this it, it
0: it's all over the place. Okay. So I try to give you the best I can. Okay. I've seen these podcasts and I've actually been entertained by a lot of
4: them, and I feel like it. Not so much sours the pool, but I like speaking speak metaphors when I'm trying to find a good one. Let's just say you have, uh, for lack of a better term, an open wound or a scar or something like that. Mm-hmm. And easily, you know, you're supposed to treat it, you know, let's pretend you treat it with some form of uh, alcohol or whatever to clean the wound. You got some you know scoring to put on it and then you got a bad that you should cover for a while before you take it off and let it scabble mm-hmm. some of these podcasts are literally making a woman skip a step in the healing process mm. and they're just never letting the wound close mm. and so they're giving all this word or bad mouth or trash and women and all that and stuff but it it's narrowing that woman's vision because now she's going to always be stuck on who caused that wound, or what type of man caused that wound, or what type of trait in that man caused that wound, and mm. if they see that trait. Okay. Going to start scratching that damn scab. Yeah. And they're going to keep scratching that scab because they saw that one trait. But it's like what I talked about a couple of questions or answers ago. That man could be giving you a thousand percent Prince Charming, but you saw that one trait that irritates the fuck out of you. Yeah. That caused you to make that wound even worse. So now instead of it scamming over and clearing out, it's now a fucking scar. Okay. But you saw that one trait off the 999,000, you know, whatever you want to call it, Prince Charming things he did, you saw that one trait that these podcasts keep emphasizing to you. And so now you're sour on that one guy, and that one guy could have been your hit. Hmm. But you're listening to this advice of this one person that's telling you, you know, look for this trait. Some people don't realize they have a fucking tail. you can tell them and then maybe they'll learn to fix it but if you don't tell them and you just snap on them then that's when you got the dumbfounded guy looking at you like what did I do how can I learn to fix it if you don't tell me
0: Yeah. and so that's what sours the pool to me sometimes Okay. other times
4: some people it's the old adage you've heard it before and I don't have the proper words but you know hurt people hurt people facts (laughs) And sometimes these podcasts, if somebody hurt you, we joke about it, point to this when tech shows, show me where whoever hurt you hurt, right? If you upset because somebody did something to you, that's great. I do understand misery loves company, but sometimes you are causing too much misery to somebody else that's going to go out here, especially with social media mm-hmm. and do something stupid. Mm-hmm. And so when you're feeding and flaming all these flames, you're going to get some woman that's going to go out here saying, so-and-so said this on this podcast, you're going to go yelling at the wrong guy, and that wrong guy's going to raise a hand or something to you. Stop it. It's one of those things where, why do you keep fanning the flame that you don't need to fan? Yeah. And that's what happens with some of these social media things. I'm not trying to say some of them are good. Some of them are good to open a discussion. Right. But what you need to do is preface it with saying we're trying to open. You do this sometimes on yours. We're opening a discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything is a thousand percent right. Right, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just a discussion. But some people come out
0: as if they're the end all be all. That's it. It's, it's law. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the law. It's Absolutely, really and that's my issue with it. It's law. Like you're speaking as an authority. You speak, and you're speaking authoritatively with a lot of stuff that they're saying. And like you said, it's just fanning the flames, man. It, it keeps things. It keeps people who need to heal. From being able to heal from whatever they dealt with in their past. So like you said, like you said perfectly, it just kinda puts it right back on their frontal lobe. So the next time they deal with a guy, uh speaking for women, next time they deal with a guy, this dude could be hitting the hitting the ball out the park, man. He could be batting nine out of ten, which is better than anything she's ever dealt with before. But that one, that one miss. Looks exactly like something that she dealt with in her past, and it's the exact same thing that some dude on some podcast said, something crazy about, and now she's ready to throw it all away because she's triggered, never had the opportunity to heal properly from the prior prior situation.
4: Right, I'm not saying it's just her. I mean, guys.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is, and it goes back to communication, because we're a guy, we're 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 not supposed to talk about. Right.
4: Same thing with uh, anybody to go see a guy. If a guy sit there and tells you he's going to see a therapist something like that, they're like, wrong with you? That's not man shit. Ooh. If the therapist is keeping her from going to fucking jail, that's mad shit. <laughs>
0: hey, go crazy. You preaching, awesome. preaching again. You preaching again. So before you say they're not being, you know, man enough, strong enough, not understand.
4: Fuck you, whatever. The facts. If I got to go do this. So I don't do anything stupid to whoever I'm trying to be in the next relationship with, or I don't do anything dumb to family or co-workers or get fired. I'm going to do this. Absolutely. But then the problem is, you know, some women, they get that stereotype, I want a man to be a man. Like, okay. Well, do you know how hard it is for a man to actually go talk to somebody about their problems? Woo!
0: Hey. <laughs> hey, you want it. You on, you on fire right now, I ain't going to hold you.
4: Because, I mean, I know I know what it's like to compartmentalize. I, I've done it too far, too much in my life. That's why I go back to communication. You can't compartmentalize everything. But you can't seek it in these podcasts, because these podcasts are run by people that last time I checked, I don't know your credentials. Mm. You might have went to school for it. Doubt the problem it. is, unless I see, I know. I'm trying to be, <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic, but yeah. No. <clears throat> you know, if I don't see your credentials up on the wall or I haven't seen you on a website, but uh anything that's dealing with mental i no i look at you as entertainment and i'm not going to sit here and take what you're saying as law mm-hmm. i mean we've seen it before some of these people are just putting law out here having problems in their own marriage oh yeah oh, <laughs> or yeah. if they don't have problems in their own marriage they're keeping it, they're doing a good job of keeping it quiet which is a social media not everything stays quiet someone's going to find you out yeah but no i mean it's it sours it because like we said it's it points out that one trait that they know is going to trigger a woman. And in, in social media, we know everybody likes that like, they want that blue check verified, they want all this stuff. To do that, you need something to trigger, you need something to pull the string. That's get you a thousand dislikes, so you get your thousand likes, so you get your thousand shares. You see what this idiot said, yeah, but you keep his mention going up. Yeah, yeah. He's going to insult the hell out of you. He's going to have you thinking about a relationship that's about 10 years back in, you know, in the past but he triggered you with something and you've now shared it. Look what he said. You're not helping the situation. Well, listen to this. You're not, you're not helping the, You're not healing. You're opening up old wounds again. And then that's what gets us complaining about what this female do this. And then it is crazy. Yeah. If social media is done in a way that it actually helps people. That'd be great. Some of these stuff is like it, it still ends up being more about likes. Yeah. Cheers. You
0: know? Intentional division. Absolutely. Which <laughs> yeah, drives. which drives engagement and content. Absolutely, man.
4: Yeah, now if it turned into a unity and unifying thing, and some things do unify, but we don't see enough of it. Right. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm an expert on it. I don't see enough of it. Somebody points it out to me. That's great but I feel bad in saying this, but I've tried to look at the most unifying things in the world, but if it's not promoted enough, unifies get you 500,000 likes. (laughs) But separating everything else, get you 500 million.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And
4: that's a terrible thing.
0: Bars. BET Hip Hop Award Cypher Bars right there. Absolutely, man. (laughs) Look, man, listen. That listen, was, that was my final question, and I feel as though you answered it uh, amazingly. Uh, uh, for, let, me, let me start off by saying, first off, thank you very much for helping your boy out on no this problem. episode. Uh, I really do feel as though you are adding a, a major contribution to this conversation. That uh, hopefully this, this sparks, sparks a little thought in a couple people, because uh, there's a reason I, I, I wanted to talk about this particular topic Um and hopefully it comes to fruition and and comes full circle once we get to the end of this episode. But thank you again for uh partaking, my good man.
4: Thank you for inviting me on, man. I appreciate
0: it. Love the show. Love the show. We're back with our next uh interviewee for this episode. Um we will just like the one prior, we're gonna remain nameless because I like people to speak as frankly as humanly possible. But First off, I want to thank uh, the good the good, the good, good homie from somewhere and some time ago from uh, for uh, coming through and uh, helping us out on this episode. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my good girl, uh, BL. What's happening, lady? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Oh man, no complaints. Uh, like I said before, thank you again for helping us out. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good conversation um we've already kind of had a little bit off offline if you will so i I got some questions set up answer them as freely and openly as you so choose anything you want to throw in that's additional by all means it's all fair game here as long as you are cool with it being put on the podcast then by all means (laughs) hey man you you do what you do with the question that i asked that's good okay all right so uh i got two sets of questions one is kind of like uh kind of setting up the before um, the situation is because I already talked to you about the topic, and then the other ones are kind of like on the back end, kind of a transition of where you are now. So we're gonna start at the top. My very first question is, where did you meet your former spouse? Seven Eleven. Seven. Listen over the slurpees. <laughs> it was a Seven Eleven in Norfolk, Virginia, and everybody
1: who has ever been in Norfolk knows the Seven Eleven. Okay. Um, right by Norfolk State um infamous and i was still i was living down there at the time he was visiting for a friend's wedding mm. and um we were in line i was in line behind him buying a rebel, and and mm. start
0: talking so my man got um, active over the slurbers and taquitos. <laughs> damn he must have been kind of smooth i ain't gonna lie to you that's a hey okay <laughs> yeah that's where it all went down that's that hey that's a first all right no 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 problem so the second one is uh how long did you date before getting married and it can be approximate you know an approximate number doesn't have to be exact uh
1: about
0: two and a half years Two and a half. okay uh how long were you married before divorcing 15 years 15 okay uh for the listeners do you have kids Yes, too. And the final question for this part, was there any thought given to staying together because of the kids? Absolutely.
1: We probably, I wouldn't say probably, we stayed together, or I stayed in the marriage longer because of our children. Just um, my concerns about the impact of a divorce
0: on that. Right. And in, in hindsight, a quick follow-up in hindsight, do you think that was a good decision or a bad one? okay
1: um but knowing what i know now about my children and the resources available to help them through any change um both you know within my village and and externally i would have done it much sooner
0: Mm, okay definitely respect that all right man was it for the first set now we at the pivot point so this is where we're talking about transition now uh okay so the first one i have for you is what have you learned since being divorced it's a two-part question so that's the first part what have you learned since being divorced basically about um yourself um you know it's not it wasn't all
1: him right okay um i feel like you know the very nature of divorce is that you have to blame somebody for the divorce now there are definitely actions that he's taken responsibility for that led to us getting divorced but I also recognized very early on in the marriage that I did not respect him as a man
3: mm, okay
1: and I shouldn't have stayed in that relationship because it really impacted the way that I treated him wow, um, okay once I lost respect for you know we shouldn't have been together for another probably it was probably 10 more years after that so the relationship just continued to get worse and worse over time right and you can't can't unfeel that
0: absolutely and you, would you say that 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 was one of those things where it's like the kids probably led you to stay those extra years after that the loss of respect
1: um i would say yes okay. i would say yeah um, you know, a lot of it was it was that and also hoping that the kids would help him
3: change be better. Yeah.
1: And that I could be a better wife. Okay. He could be a better spouse to me. Wow. Like maybe I can stop talking to you like you're a child. Right. Because you're now you now have have children and you're no longer acting like a child. Got it. Okay. But, at any rate I shouldn't, you know. that shouldn't be happening right like when you get to that point where you feel like you can't control that like that's how you feel about the person who should be leading your household Mm -hmm. you can't control the way that you speak to them you're like that frustrated and you've gone to therapy you've done all the things then you really need to have some real conversations around what what to do next
0: right okay so I guess the my, the second part of that question is, do you feel as though you personally have changed in this in this ti- in this time this time frame since you've been single um,
1: yeah then, yes, in a lot of ways, I have rediscovered um, who I am as a person, not just a mother or a wife right um, and I appreciate that I can be those things and also enjoy time to myself and doing the things that I like to do for me,
3: Mm. right? And without
1: feeling guilty about that. Right. Um, And, you know, that comes with a certain amount of judgment, right? Of course. Moms are supposed to do things a certain way and, you know, not look a certain way and not do certain things, but. I don't want to be miserable. It's not good for me if, for, or for my children if all I do is parent. Mm. I don't ever have any moments of joy.
0: Yeah, alone by yourself.
1: That's it. I might not even be doing anything. Yeah. But I tell you what, I, it's quiet in my
0: house.
1: They're not there. <laughs> so um, you know, I I I I'm, I'm mom hard. Um, I tell people and I also play hard so I travel a lot when I don't have them I, I do things that really do bring me joy when I get back to them they can feel that If they know that I miss them but I had the time that I needed to recharge right? Um, and I also you know share those experiences with them uh, you know we travel together we do things and that's something that I didn't have as much time to focus on, you know, when I was married because I had all these distractions. Mm. Um, especially not, you know, what made me happy. And and I I had someone ask me that after like when I was going through the separation process, like, what is it that you know you really like to do? What really makes you happy? And I couldn't answer the question. Wow. Um, because I really lost myself in titles. So. I'm still a mother, but I'm a I'm a different type of mother. I'm a I'm a flawed person. Um, I'm a great mom though. <laughs> I'm a great. Amen. I talk your shit, yo. I don't claim to be perfect. Right. I don't get it all right, but I I do what I know to be best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know that they're loved, and they know that they're supported, um, and they know they can talk to me. We communicate openly. They're six and eight years old, but. I encourage them to tell me how they're feeling, but also, you need to know your role. Right. You're still a child. Absolutely, always. So, the balance is there. Um, those are things I don't really think I could give them if I was in the in the state I was in before.
0: Wow. Hey man, get deep. One time for the one time, okay?
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So look, man, we about to. We about, I'm about to get in your business right now, man. Okay. I'm about to dig in a little bit. Don't don't be uh, hitting me after the fact. I'm gonna say what was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one is: Are you dating? And if so, how has that been?
1: I am dating. Oh,
0: let's go. Um, you know, dating after marriage is such
1: an interesting thing because you know, just like any type of, I would say. You know, traumatic experience, or you know, in my case, it, it's like, uh, you know, the 12 step program that you get in after like any type of substance abuse, right? Really? It's like you go through these stages, right? Okay, so there's this stage when you start dating where if you have a person, if you have uh, infidelity in your marriage and you Want to you want to be reassured, right? Mm-hmm. So you want someone to tell you you want to know you're still attracted.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the opposite. So
1: mm-hmm. you know? and I definitely went through that. Okay. So I dated some people who were not really they they were meeting me where I was at the time energetically. Okay. Right. Okay. So I was seeking reassurance and. They were energy suckers, and that's what they did. Okay. You know, uh, if I could look, looking back on it now, I never would enter into those types of relationships. They were very similar to the relationship I had just gotten out of,
3: mm. right?
1: Okay. So I had to take a break and really focus on, you know, what, not necessarily who I wanted, uh, what I wanted the person to look like or be like or have, which is... What I did before I got married made a list, whole checklist, checked off all the boxes, mm-hmm. and um working with my therapist, she said, Th- those things don't work because those things don't address how a person makes you feel.
3: Mm.
1: They could have all the money in the world and uh, be six foot and perfect smile and come from a good family and be college educated and all those boxes check." But when you're with them, they don't support you. You don't feel love. you don't feel safe. Right. It doesn't matter. So I removed all of those boxes that I had to
0: do with physical appearance. All of them? All of them? All of them? I, yeah. Wow, um, okay. Respect, all of them. respect.
1: All of them, except, you know, teeth. Like, you gotta have all your teeth, <laughs> including the
0: ones on the side. What about veneers? What about veneers?
1: I wasn't specific about veneers, but <laughs> I would prefer them. <laughs> <laughs> that they're all your team. Fair. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, but outside of that, like, I don't have any higher requirements. I don't have any of that. Um, I just really date people who I get uh, along well with, mm-hmm. we communicate well, we be honest with each other. Um, and I'm attracted to them. Like, nobody else has to be attracted to them for me.
0: Facts. That's 100%. So, yeah.
1: So, it doesn't have to make sense to other people. Yeah. Um, but I'm not in a committed relationship. I'm very honest with the people that I take. I, I, I am dating more than one person. Mm-hmm. All of them know that. Okay. Um, and my goal is not necessarily to get into a relationship at this point. Um, the... One of the other, other things I learned, you know, back to your earlier question, is um, to not focus on the outcome mm. um, as much. Yeah, so,
0: live in the moment.
1: Exactly. So when you're in dating, initially, I was like, okay, well, you know, I want everybody to know it wasn't me, right? Right, right, so right. Nothing's right. wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So I can get into another relationship without a problem. You know, well the problem is I wasn't ready. Ooh. It's, not, it's not being able to attract another person who, who
0: that's the easy part,
1: me, right? Right. Um. The question is, why do they want to be in a relationship with you after knowing you for two or three weeks? Like, what? What are they trying <laughs> Ooh, to?
0: Have? Listen to me, boy. That's a conversation I've had numerous times. What are we doing, <laughs> people? What are we doing? Exactly. Absolutely. So you know all
1: of those had to be learned okay. right? I had to learn that I had some codependent behaviors as well mm-hmm. that I had to work on and I was a people pleaser of a lot of things um, at this point it's a process but I just approach dating differently mm-hmm. and I think for a lot of men it's a surprise but for those that are in, that are intended and worthy of being in my space
3: mm-hmm.
1: they get it they're respected and there are rules and boundaries around how we how we operate how we deal with each other and it works
0: Mm, that's all that matters
1: so um i don't focus on like if we're going to end up in a relationship or not if that does happen then there are also rules around how they'll be communicated to anyone else i was dating Mm,
3: okay so
1: it just doesn't it's easy and everybody you know Gives me something different, but I'm I'm happier um, than I was when I initially started dating. And I was trying to make people fit into a box that they didn't fit into, right. or you know, make them into who I thought they should be for me at the time. And now I, you know, if I want to go to a winery, I don't call the person who doesn't drink.
0: <laughs> right
1: right right um, but you know if that was my
0: only option what would I do Yeah. hey it makes sense man it's, it, listen it yeah. sounds funny but it makes a whole lot of sense <laughs> so it's it's not popular opinion like particularly
1: uh, amongst a lot of women it's like I can't believe you're doing that and I'm like you should try it you'd be a lot happier you absolutely
0: should Absolutely, I listen. And the funny, the crazy thing is, is as a man, I agree one hundred percent. I've said the same thing. Like it's, if long as you're not into anything exclusive, and you just out here just trying to in, enjoy yourself and enjoy the the time that we have, is you know, and it's and this kind of sp- this space that we exist in, why not date multiple people? Especially if as long as you're honest, everybody knows, so nobody can say that they was blindsided by the news. I don't see the issue. It it, it removes a lot of the. Hecticness of being in a relationship when you probably might not need to be one, or with that in one with that individual.
1: Exactly, all this all this gray that people talk about, mm-hmm. or um, you know, the idea of breaking up with somebody that they weren't
3: with
1: in the first. No. Yeah. Like the, the fact that people
3: think that they're
1: together and don't know Oof. that they're not is foreign to me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you what you know, right. you're going along doing everything like this person is your your exclusive partner but you've never had a conversation about whether you're exclusive or not oh my God. Like, you should know exactly what's happening with you and this person absolutely particularly if you're being it's no them absolutely be no gray
0: yeah so okay yeah. Well, right before I move on to this next question, you said one thing that I wanna ask about real quick. You said that um I think it was in, in pertaining to your dating multiple people. Um you said that it's it's a different I guess your headspace or your perspective is different for the guys that you're dealing with or or was initially or what have you. What exactly did you mean by that?
1: So um... You know, like I said, I was I was dating people who were, you know, in the same space I was energetically. So, because I am... I have a better understanding of who I am as a person, mm-hmm. and I do have boundaries now. There's just certain things that... I have stronger boundaries than I'm willing to enforce. So I think that's a better way to put it. Okay. Um, I... There are certain things that i'm just not willing to deal with mm. and from the from the outside looking
0: in and they look like oh well, weren't you talking to that person you're not
1: talking to them anymore i was um until they said me a dick addicted and now he's not
0: talking no more. <laughs> uh, right it's right. very simple For so.
1: nobody i should see that I For sure. So. so um i don't you know i don't do anything to give anybody the impression that that's okay, mm-hmm. so if you try to use you you have to be able to recognize that I'm not like everybody else, mm. that's lost on you, Oof. and you do things that you do with other people, hoping they work on me, we're not talking anymore. Damn,
0: tell them talk about it
1: so, you know I might have been talking to him last week, but I know I'm talking to him, and I'm okay with that he
3: right. needs me
1: too, so okay. that's it, like it's Trial and error is. Hey, this doesn't work for me, and this is why. So, good luck. You know, be
0: safe. (laughs) Stay blessed, (laughs) beloved. For sure, no harm feelings.
1: I'm not gonna like just block you or anything. I'll let you know. Like, I just I no longer want to participate in this. Right. And that's that's it. But I would not have been able to do that before. In fact, I gave people multiple chances who didn't deserve multiple chances mm. before, because I felt like again I could change them. I could make them better. I could, if I just communicated with them what they were doing. Right. They, you know they would care enough about me. Yeah. To stop it because I'm worth it. Oof.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: It's not how it works. No way. They have to, They have to know you're worth it. You know your worth. It doesn't matter. Sometimes they don't figure that out until later, and they try to spend a block. And um, yeah, we're not doing that either. It's like they shut down. They're shutting down 18th Street, Madison, Morgan. It's case. All oh, you can't spend a block over here.
0: Can't cut back. <laughs> Ain't no spending a block bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't
1: no spending <laughs> a block bit. <man>. So, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry that, that you wanted to delay, but uh-uh. no, we're good.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, we got we got three more, uh, and I'm, I'm okay. and I'm gonna let you go. I, I'm not gonna monopolize too much of your time because clearly you are a very uh, high demand individual, <laughs> and uh, I ain't trying to infringe on nobody's time. You understand what I'm saying? You're funny. Uh, so the next question I have is: uh, Would you ever consider getting married again?
1: Okay. Um. <laughs>
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Uh, because I now understand. Well, you know, just I mean, you and I talked about this offline. I wasn't ever the person who was like, "Spent my whole childhood going. I can't wait to get married. And this is what I want my wedding to look like." Right. It wasn't that person. Like, I wanted to have children. I wanted to be a mom, and in my family, those two things go hand in hand. So, um, I now understand that. Well, marriage is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A ton of work. And people don't realize that. And, you know, particularly the. <laughs> look, I'm sounding like an old person, so bear with me. The TikTokers. It's all about the, the wedding. You yeah. know, it's about the pomp and circumstance. The pomp and circumstance,
0: that, absolutely.
1: That's when it gets hard. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with real life situations and two different people who were raised completely differently, trying to come together mm-hmm. and be one, right? Yeah. And people don't realize how difficult that is. You can like all the same thing, mm-hmm. all the same food, all the same everything, but making your lives mesh together, it's hard. And being with another person and having to, to, to cater to and worry about and make sure they're good all the time, Takes commitment, and you have to really want to do it, and you have to really want to do it all the time. Yeah. So if you don't really want to do that all the time, and you really want to be able to focus on you all the time, don't get married. It's
0: it's, sound, it's, it's basically as simple as you just laid it out. To be honest with you, yeah, exactly. that makes I'm sense. Saying, I'm not
1: saying I don't want to get married again because I I don't want to worry about anybody else because I clearly worry about other people all the time. In fact, just by the nature of what I do for a living and having children, I'm always worried about other people. Mm -hmm. So I really do relish in the moments where I can just focus on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's part of the reason why I say no. Okay. The other reason I say no is because I understand that I can have a partnership Mm -hmm. that is rooted in love and respect and communication without getting married again.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, One of the most challenging things for me about getting married was that it was so easy to get into and very difficult to get out of. And, um, you know, where I'm from, that's called a scam. I should have been, I could could go and get married to somebody today that I met today, Right. but I got to wait a year. <laughs> get out of it. No, uh-uh, I'm good. I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, I, I don't I don't understand it. Okay. Somebody has to make it make sense, the math ain't mathing. Um, and a lot of women are not financially able to get to leave marriages that they need to leave for their own safety. Mm. So I think mm-hmm. that there needs to be more focused on making it more equitable. Like right. They
0: just need. They need to be. Um, make people wait before they get married, or take away the waiting period to get divorced. I mean, I understand administratively it could be a nightmare, mm-hmm. but people should not have to stay married for a year when they don't want to. Be. Ooh, listen, that's a bar. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you look, I, I got nothing because you're right. <laughs> I agree. 100%. <laughs> okay, so we, we on the we on the no train. Like, pretty we much. Are the, definitely, I
1: am driving that train. I have a conductor's hat. And, uh, yeah.
0: She got the blue um, uniform on with the patch on the on thing, the chest, man. Thing. I'm checking
1: people's
0: tickets and everything. Okay, fair so. enough. Uh, the next question I have is knowing what you know now about the woman you are currently versus the one that you were, what advice would you give to your younger pre married self? <laughs>
1: Um, just take your time and enjoy getting to know you. Like enjoy, get comfortable spending time by yourself.
3: Mm.
1: As a younger person, I was always I'm an only child, so I I feel like I always wanted to be around people
3: mm-hmm.
1: because I was alone a lot. Okay, you know, um, but there's so much power in really knowing and loving who you are as an individual. Um, the essence of that impacts everything you do in life.
3: Yeah.
1: Work relationships, uh, you know, friendships, mm-hmm. uh, any type, any other type of relationship, e- even relationships with your family.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because the way you respond to anything, any actions people take, any words, any words they say to you, the way that they communicate is really rooted in how you feel about you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes their intentions might not be good. um, And that's okay. People are who they are. But I feel like I respond very differently to people in any type of. Environment, regardless of the type of relationship, now than I would have before because I'm not defensive.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't really care what you think. Okay,
1: you can have your opinion about anything. I don't need to defend myself. Um, and there is a lot of there's a lot of power in 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 knowing that uh, and being able to walk away from any situation and
0: say, you know, that's how they work my energy. Yeah. Listen, when you know better, you do better. That is that is peak affirmation right there. It's true. Okay. I mean, we've made it to the last question, man. Thank, okay. thank you for your time. You've been a phenomenal guest here on the Unacceptable I Behavior Podcast. I asking me to <laughs> join you today. Um, this was
1: fun. I would be willing to do it anytime.
0: Don't don't threaten me with a good time now. You mess around and get called up as a frequent. Hold on now. Let's get. I'm gonna hit to this last one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you go for real because uh, you have been gracious with your time, and I thank you appreciate that one more time. All right. So the final question I have is: With social media, the rise of podcasts, and men giving their advice to men on how to deal with women, how do you feel that impacts you? and other women looking for partners or companionship?
1: Um, (laughs) I think that social media, podcasts, just the availability of information, um, and the idea that, you know, most relationships are disposable. Right. Mm. Like if this one doesn't work.
0: Then I can go get a no. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um. You know, people just aren't as focused on nurturing a relationship long term if that's what they're looking for. Um. The moment. You know, for a lot of people, the moment that something goes wrong and it's not necessarily because they feel disrespected it's because they're not communicating around what happened mm-hmm. like if i talk to you about something that happened you explain to me and i still decide or you we're, we're talking about it and I still now decide, well okay well this probably this is how this made me feel this is not how i want to feel we talked about this before so i'm gonna that's different from i don't even feel comfortable talking to you about it because i don't know where we stand in our relationship so i'm just gonna assume and then i'm gonna get mad and then i'm Mm. gonna react Mm -hmm. so um people are giving advice from an unhealed place Oof, a lot of them
0: wow okay i like it
1: so they are not in a position to offer advice to anyone because the advice that they're offering is really um can all be attributed to whatever trauma they experience mm-hmm. steeped in you know, hurt person broke, it's, that's it yeah so um and this is men and women okay so if people have to be more careful about the advice that they give people i, I have people ask me about divorce all the time and even if they should get divorced mm-hmm. i am not answering that
3: mm.
1: it's not my place. right Okay, um, I can. I will. If you need resources, once you make a decision, I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to support you in any way while you're making that decision for yourself. But as far as telling you what you should or should not do, right? It's not anything that should be entered into lightly, and you need to be sure that that's what you want to do, right? Um, but for a lot of people, it's oh well. Um, I wanted to have a wedding, had a wedding. Now we're in the house together, I don't like the fact that, you know, he leaves clothes on the floor, I'm going to get a divorce.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> and there are people out there telling other people that that's what they should be doing because they treat marriage like it's a two-month dating relationship. Oh
0: my gosh. Um, Preach it. So
1: Preach those it. people should not be telling, talking to anybody except the therapist. Yeah. We definitely should not have pockets.
0: Yeah. Yeah there you have it
1: but you know DMs and you know naked women online and you know just the visuals don't help any relationships you have people who get distracted and they forget you know what that they should what they should be focused on because of the this pervasive sexual content
0: yeah and the the overabundance of it it is
1: And, you know,
3: one of the things that
1: I found <laughs> in dating and in having social media. Okay. You know, every now and then you got to throw a thirst trap out there. I mean,
0: Ma- it's like a... Ma'am. <laughs> it's an algorithm. It's an algorithm.
1: Ma'am. I swear to you. I Ma'am. was just saying, you did. It's like, refills of kids, depends on food, some food a quote
0: Thirst Trap. <laughs> not the process. <laughs> I hope y'all were taking notes because she just gave you the rundown. She gave you the blueprint, apparently, on how to get your Thirst Trap game up. Man. It's unfortunate, but it, it really is part of the game. And that's mm, why okay. it's, so, it, it's so much. It happens all day, every day. Mm. There's so much of it out there. Right. Now, I'm not a
1: person that's all you're going to get, but right. you'll get it. It's coming at some
0: point. Might, <laughs> I'm, gonna you know, let you, like, I'm gonna let you know I'm here. Is what you said. I'm still here, I'm
1: still around. <laughs> um, so it's, it's part of the process. Okay. But, um, when people are, but it, it's not. It's also not intended for people who are married mm. or in a relationship with someone exclusively. Please so okay. don't come over here. Mm-hmm. Because unless you and I tell people all the time, unless you want me send
0: this to your wife. You need to get out of my mm. There it is. It's very
1: simple. Don't
0: don't so, risk it, my boy.
1: This wasn't for you, my boy. Right. This was somebody else. Somebody
0: single, okay? <laughs> Maybe I should attack But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, relax. <laughs> Yo. Okay, listen, man. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I'm gonna thank you one more time for coming out and uh and contributing to uh to this to this episode. It, it's been an amazing convo. I, I greatly appreciate it. Oh,
1: it's been my pleasure.
0: Look, man, you be good. I'll, I'll, I'll catch which catch. Uh, I can't talk. You got me tripping with all the, the thirst trap algorithm blueprint talk. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to write that down and put it out for the people who missed it. <laughs> no, but uh, it's, it's been an amazing conversation. I will definitely catch up with you when I do offline, as usual, man. you be good. All right, you too. All right. Three up, three down, man. First off, let me give uh, a shout and a huge thank you once again to my guests for sliding through and helping me out with this episode. Honestly, it could not have been done without you all, so... I thank you personally, uh, and I thank you on the podcast. Thank you for offering up your stories, your side, your perspective, things you've gone through, things you've learned, and hopefully, all of that in a huge pot of gumbo will help somebody who's listening, right? So, with that said, real quick, what do we learn? What do we hear in these three different conversations? Well, there's one thing that kind of stands out that Kind of goes without saying, but it's always good to hear other people say the same things of which you know Not for agreeance, but to let you know that you're on the same wavelength, the same uh, Frame of mind when you're hearing and dealing with things Communication, right? The importance of it. it Goes without saying how important communication is in a relationship But what we heard in these three examples Is varying ends of how important that is On one end we heard where more communication at the right moment could have pre- would have could have possibly prevented one relationship for, to even go into the married realm as early as it did not so much as early as it did, but when it did right the right conversation, the right questions and answers, the right checking on things that may not have sat right with this individual could have saved. Could have potentially we don't know, but it could have saved this individual t- from even entering into a marriage situation, right and then we had a whole nother individual who voiced that having the right conversation, the right levels of open communication at the right time could have prevented them from giving more years. That's 365 days, that's 12 months, that's 4 seasons More years, plural To a situation that was draining More than it was sustaining Come on man, come on man So when we take that and we listen to Sorry, we we take that and and Compare it to the mindset The potential mindset, because we don't know The potential mindset of those individuals Of who this episode was dedicated towards Right? Those individuals who are either tired of being alone or fearful of being alone long-term. So it's leading them to contemplate the idea of reaching back and circling the, back, circling the block on something that they have no business messing with. Right? All for the sake of being able to say that you're not alone. Don't do that shit. Right? Because what we have from these three individuals, we're talking about three individuals who entered into a, a union with someone who they ultimately were in agreement with. Nobody's perfect, right? But ultimately, they saw eye to eye with one another, at least in the beginning, right? So, why would you take what you're thinking? In dealing with somebody who may not be good for you, I'm sorry, who you know is not good for you And risking it all Just for the sake of saying I'm no longer alone When you have people who entered in situations that for all intent and purpose Looked as though it was what was supposed to be and they failed Right? Now this isn't a blame game, obviously, that's not what we're doing But my thing is, again, focusing on those individuals who this episode is geared toward. Who who I'm dedicating this to. And knowing that no, no person is perfect. And knowing that no situation is perfect. My view of. Long term relationships. Or just exclusive. Relationships with people who. Compliment you. Compliment you. Right. My thing is. We should all hope. Want. aspire to. Mitigate as much negativity as humanly possible So let's just take it back to, not even talking about marriage We're just talking about an exclusive relationship Why would I enter into something exclusively with somebody who does not compliment me? Who does not make me feel safe? Who does not make me feel happy? Somebody who I have to work extra hard for to get the bare minimum from Just think about that Would I rather be alone Then deal with that Where I'm constantly battling with The reality of This person is not for me Simple answer Absolutely And I can say that I would prefer to be with somebody Like myself Meaning I'd prefer to be by myself Forever Over someone who does not make me happy Nor makes me feel safe Does not support me Etc. etc etc again, the proof is in the pudding three different individuals who went through the same the same issue of divorce for different reasons, right they were dealing with somebody who at least in the beginning was for them at least in their mind's eye, and it didn't work you want as much. Positive energy around your situation as possible Before you even think about Stepping out there like that Right So communication Which again goes without saying you probably could have Guessed that before actually hearing that Is important The other thing that I heard Either directly or indirectly The importance of And the manifestation of Healing Right Either a need healing from that a need of healing from what they what they went through with the downslide of their union leading into the divorce and that period of time that immediately followed the importance of healing during that entire time time frame which is a nice window of time right we we heard a lot of people say something about therapy Something that you know we're big fans of on this podcast. And then you have the aftermath. You have individuals who are not done with love and partnerships and relationships. But we're good on the idea of getting in a relationship again. Loving again. None of the individuals I talk to are done with love. But... Not all of them are cool with the idea of marrying again. We have all three basically said, if you would have asked me flat out after the divorce, I'd have told you, hell no, kick rocks, get the fuck out of my face. Right? Then you had a couple that were like, at this point, I'm not totally closed off to it, but I'd probably lean away from it. Then you had one, you had the guy that said, I'm definitely here for it. Right? So that's the aftermath. And again, this is the aftermath that comes from a divorce that followed dealing with somebody who you, at least in the beginning, were in agreement with. So we're not talking about choosing somebody because you're tired of being alone. We're talking about somebody who you felt, at least at that point, was where I'm supposed to be. So let's wrap this up. Again, if you are that someone who, because of your past... Past dealings Because of biological clocks Because of simply a desire to have somebody to call your own You're tired of being alone I respect that Right? But is that a good enough reason? Is that a good enough uh, Jumping off point to say I'm going to just choose anything that comes across That's at least mildly positive because I'm, I'm, I'm that fearful I'm that tired of being alone Again, absolutely not Absolutely not Always choose you over the, the BS Always Right? We can't control any situation We can't control anyone But we can choose to hitch our wagons To individuals who at the bare minimum Care about us enough to give us what we need And value that we can hopefully Collectively build with You understand what I'm saying So we're not moving out of fear We're not moving out of being alone Especially when it comes to this love thing man. Whether that's marriage, long term partnerships Or just short term right, right now living in the moment type situations Divorce Is very real Right Is it a lesson learned Is it a cautionary tale? Yes And that's all I got to say on it Listen man It's been a long one, it's been a good one Hopefully you got something out of it Hopefully it was entertaining, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation Hopefully you enjoyed the back and forth banter Hopefully it caused you to think just a little bit And if so Hey man, we did a good job Until next time That's a wrap for episode 1, season 3 We're going to come right back We're looking to be consistent. I ain't going to talk about it. I'm just going to do it. All right? So I'm going to catch you when I catch you. You got questions. You got comments about this episode, about future episodes. You want a guest on a future episode. uh, Hit me on my inbox, man. We're going the formal route. Email your boy. That's T-H-E-J-S-I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M. The Jason Graham. At gmail.com That's no spaces, that's no hyphens That's anything of the sort, man If you want to rock with me on Instagram I can be found At the Jason Graham But I'm telling you right now This day moving forward I'm concentrating almost exclusively Writing and writing related topics On that Instagram account So if you don't want to follow that and Don't rock with that That's 100% cool Shoot me a line in my inbox on the, In the Gmail I just listed TheJasongraham At gmail.com and rock with me that way until further notice. All right? Look, man, that's it. That's all, man. Y'all be good. Y'all be safe. And as we've said since the very, since the very beginning of season one, always choose to be you, man. I'm going to get with you on the flip side. Y'all be good. Go